And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Breaking news from The Athletic. Derek Van Riper and Eno Saris from The Athletic here with breaking news. The Tampa Bay Rays top prospect and the top prospect in baseball, according to many prospect analysts, will make his big league debut on Tuesday. Wander Franco is coming up, Eno. What should we expect from the 20-year-old rookie as his big league career gets underway? You know, I think it's all about floor for him. The floor is super high. We're going to learn about the ceiling in the next few weeks and years, but the floor is super high because this guy makes a ton of contact, had a really good strikeout rate and a good walk rate in the minor leagues, really good sense of what he's doing at the plate. The only question is power, but because of those rates in the minor leagues, he's had the second best projection for a young, uh, for a debut in the last 12 years, second only to Vlad Guerrero Jr., who is ripping the cover off the ball. Tells you a little bit of something about maybe waiting three years before you call Franco a bust. Yeah, expectations are extremely high, but it seems like they are absolutely justified based on what Franco has done at the AAA level so far at Durham this season, really doing a little bit of everything, hitting for an average above 300, uh, drawing a decent number of walks, showing some power, stealing bases. That's the type of player he's supposed to be. Thinking about how he fits in on this Rays team, does he become the everyday shortstop, or do you think they move him around the infield a little bit and play him on a near-everyday sort of basis? I think one of the reasons Taylor Walls came up first is that the organization really thinks highly of his defense at shortstop. So I don't know that Wander is, you know, any worse, but uh, just given the fact that they called Walls up first, it makes me think that maybe Wander is destined for third base, regular time at third base, maybe second base, depending on the personnel. Um, I, I would expect he's in the lineup most nights. The question might actually be which position on a given night because you've got guys like Brandon Lau and Joey Wendell uh, and Yandy Diaz, guys that can play certain places but might be better off suited playing, you know, a first base to give Wander third or second. Yeah, I think the Rays' weakness, relatively speaking, is in the infield corners, but they can move so many different guys around in that lineup that they will make the pieces fit. I don't think we have to be worried about the amount of playing time that Wander is going to get from the jump. I think one thing you and I have discussed going back to the postseason last year is that this Rays team, their offense tends to run above average overall, but it has too much swing and miss. And that's one thing that the arrival of Wander Franco really changes the complexion of as he settles in probably to a prominent spot in this lineup sooner rather than later. This is a big step forward for this offense to have a guy who should help to really temper the whiffs. Yeah, the Rays right now are striking out more than anybody not named the Tigers. 
Um, and that might be surprising given the general state of both of those offenses. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing. That's the Achilles heel for the Rays is strikeout rate. It becomes more meaningful in the postseason, becomes more predictive for teams in the postseason. So getting Franco into this lineup, I think, will be a big deal for the postseason as much as it is will be for the regular season. You know, in terms of other guys that make contact at better than a 20% clip, all they've got is Manny Margot, Yandy Diaz, and uh, Francisco Mejia. That's three guys. Franco might not even strike out 10% of the time. Um, that's how good he's been in the minor leagues. So uh, that'll be a huge part. Even if the power doesn't come right away, all that contact will help this lineup uh, sort of just turn over and keep going. Now, to begin the week, the Rays entered with a 43-30 and record through 73 games. Fangraphs has their odds of making the playoffs at 49.3%. I think that's in part because the Red Sox have been a lot better than expected. It's truly a three-team race at the top Tough of the division. AL East. And, and you've got a, a wild-card caliber team in the Blue Jays as a fourth credible club in the AL East right now. Do you see Tampa Bay as a playoff team when the dust settles in 2021? I do, and I think they might win the division. I, you know, I know that uh, the percentages want to look at certain aspects of this team, but one thing that... What that's going to come out at you is that the projections don't always uh, capture the ceiling. So when you're talking about the projections saying that Franco is pretty good to start with, it it won't. He could be way good. He could be like Tatis level, turn the you know burn the league down right away kind of good. So that is in the range of possibilities. Also, Shane Boz, one of their top prospects, you know, remaining their pitching prospect, and Luis Patino, both those guys, you know, the the projections don't capture how good they could be. And so I see this as the Rays had held serve with a lot of their veterans, and now is the time for youth to come and for the Rays to maybe even dominate. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting homestand if you are a Rays fan. They're home for back-to-back series that debut for Wander Franco coming Tuesday against the Red Sox. It's a $5 ticket special. I hope they can sell out the trop for Wander's debut with uh, tickets being discounted like that. But certainly a player that we're all very excited to see as Wander Franco set for that debut that we've been waiting for for several weeks now. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics headline section for much more on this story and to get access to all the Athletics great sports coverage. Go to theathletic.com slash headline pod to subscribe for just $3.99 a month to start. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 